listening to the Stream Grace Network. Life is full of amazing moments. Some make you laugh, some make you cry, and some are just downright brutal. I'm Rachel Pochette, and this is my Brutal Life. Hello, beautiful podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of My Brutiful Life. And I'm here in the studio, mm-hmm. and you can see me and hear me, right? And with and yeah. I'm here with you, yeah, JG. Oh wait, I forgot. You're yeah. here with me. Yeah, I'm here, and <laughs> and uh, they can see and hear us if they're checking if, out okay. the new Spotify video yes. program that we're a part of. That's right. So I want to highlight that because I, you know, if people want to go watch, they have that option now. Yeah, which. Okay, so we I mentioned it on one episode, and now it's here. It's live. We're videoing. However, when we first started, yeah, we thought we would do video back then. Yeah. Right? That was certainly my plan. I know. Actually, even before your podcast launched, like as we started um, the whole network, mm-hmm. the plan was to go video. Like from day one, and in mm-hmm. fact, I had, I had 10 cameras, 10 cameras. And it's a lot of angles. It's a lot of angles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of switching, a lot of work. Um, and so, you know, what happened with it was it just didn't, uh, well, it didn't feel right, which is weird, right? I mean, it's weird to say that. It's weird so. because both of us are used to doing camera work. Oh, yeah. And it seemed normal. Yeah. But we started down that road and it just didn't work. I, I Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, like, it's so funny because everything that I want to do here, I want to make what we do accessible, mm-hmm. right? So from a network standpoint, for anybody who wants to do podcasting, I wanted to eliminate the cost or the the high cost of getting into pro right. stuff because, um, I mean, it still costs a little bit. Um, but I wanted to eliminate the time crunch, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the time thing is probably the biggest because when people start doing podcasting, man, it's like... Yeah. Editing city. Right? right. So they get in there and they record a 30 minute podcast. And then like seven days later, they're, they're done editing for posting. Yeah. And it's like that will last two episodes and right. then they're done. So, so all that to say, you know, the, the format was huge. It's super important that we got the system in place. And so we did that, right. I got the system all working the way it's supposed to. And so I wanted to do the same thing with video. That is a tall order. Mm-hmm. Right. And so to be able to keep the cost down right. and the system simple. And you like to do quality work. Yeah. And it can't have. I mean, even right now, I'm not happy at all. I know. All I know. <laughs> I know. Tony Stark. Uh-oh. You're already critiquing. You're oh, already it's just, thinking. Yeah, it's the rough draft. Lighting. Right. But the point I want to make is that some. So you, you, you had a vision. You, you, you know what we're called to do. You know what the assignment is and you set out and do it. Mm-hmm. And even the evolution of how the studio has evolved to the, from the time we started, which was almost a year ago right, to now has really been building a platform for the cameras. And we didn't even really didn't realize even it. <laughs> right. Didn't even realize it. But yet when you try to go down that road, that you think you're supposed to go and it just keeps getting harder. Sometimes you have to pull back and go, okay, well, and because you did, because we even shot a video. Oh yeah. We, we, with the the Redux church podcast, Mm -hmm. we started down that road. We shot it. We did a whole episode and I was like, nah, I know. And I was like, Oh, I might have really good. I was like, I feel bad, but you know, I was glad you were my first person on there. Cause I thought, well, I mean, she'll get it, you know, but you know, you talk about how even like the, the evolution of the studio, this is something you don't know yet. I I was going to tell you, cause it's kind of 
I'm just now thinking of it. But in the and nobody can see this, so right. it would have been so much better to have visual aids here. But um, in the future, uh-huh. we're going. <laughs> in somewhere. fact, if I had my iPad right now, I could totally do it. Um, but it's in Lori's car, so that's weird. Anyway, um, but the center section of the podcast mm-hmm. studio is where like we had the headphones yes. hanging, and I rebuilt the platform for that, not for video. And this is just like less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. I rebuilt it because it was so lightweight that when everyone grabbed it, it would slide and move. Yep. So I built a bigger, heavier version without <laughs> which we could not have done the video. <laughs> I, I <laughs> love so it. it. But it, it's apropos for our life. We start going down a road and it just keeps getting harder. And sometimes we think, well, I just got to try harder. Mm-hmm. Instead of pulling back and going, okay, maybe I'm supposed to do something completely different let me in other words we were trying to tell the podcast what it needed to do mm-hmm. instead of letting the podcast tell us what it yeah. wanted to do yeah you know and so I, I feel like and i've just experienced this in my day especially in this holiday season because nothing's going the way i wanted it to mm-hmm. or the way i've been used to it going mm-hmm. i'm used to going okay i can go here and get this done i this is how we do the holidays and this is how it just rolls out. And I was having this conversation with my mom this morning and I said, mom, it's just not working this year. Mm. Like I'll go to target and try to get gifts and I'm, it's not working. I went to the mall to try to get it. Like it was not unfolding. I knew what I wanted to get everybody and I couldn't make it work. And the longer I tried to pursue that day to make it work, the more frustrated I got. Mm. And I, I told my mom this morning, I said, I really feel like this year is a more about family mm. because of all of the, it, and, but it's taking me till the 20th <laughs> <laughs> to figure that out. Um, and so I've readjusted this next week to where, no, I, I want to go to church with my family mm. um, in a place that I haven't been in a long time. And then I want to go to church with other p- people of my family. And I really want to make it. And like, I don't have the big house to do the Christmas cookies and to do, you know, the stockings and to do all the stuff. I'm like, okay, what do I do? Mm. God, instead of, and I was looking that at that as a loss and sadness because my traditions weren't working Yeah. in this season. And I'm driving over here today. I came from Norman. I just get to thinking, I want, again, he's transitioning everything. So why would he not transition Yeah. the traditions and, really get me back to the heart of what it is not about the hustle and bustle and we hear right. these things I we know. hear them but then we fall right into because i've had my yeah. i've caught myself thinking okay well he's not gonna have a bunch of stuff to open and he's not gonna but yet that's okay yeah somebody asked me the other day what i got Lori for christmas i laughed like we don't do that you don't i mean we just Mm-mm. don't do that and and uh, i i have to get reminded like I, some people don't know that and not just about us, but you know, there's expectations. All of a sudden I'm getting gifts like, whoa, 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 wait, yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. Right. You know? So yeah, you, you, you got a gift, but you didn't get her anything. Well, not, no, I'm talking about people outside of us, okay. like her and I talk about it, but like I'll get stuff from, you know, people mm-hmm. they're close to me, yeah. you know, but like, I don't think in those terms, my kids all, we all right. get that, but and, and you know, and gifts isn't your love language. No, none of or us. Lori's. Right, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's flatlined. Right. <laughs> um, Jacob in our family, we, Lori and I were talking about this. He just turned eleven, mm-hmm. and 
he is he is his love language i think is gifts really? uh, i think he's real high in that i don't think mm-hmm. there's a singular but I, yeah. I think he's real high in that because he loves to think about and get something that somebody loves oh, like totally. you can see that you know yeah um and so it's actually kind of it's kind of neat for me yeah. because i like you know i'm a words of affirmation person so mm-hmm. like I can stare at him and say, Jacob, I'm really proud of you, buddy. And it means nothing to him. <laughs> but if I get him something that I, that he really wants, mm-hmm. like I found something today that, that he'd lost mm-hmm. and it was in a drawer somewhere and I was looking for something else mm-hmm. as it usually is. Yeah. And I came in and was like, Hey, I found something that you want. And he just got so excited. It's like a gift, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like, I haven't stopped looking for this and right. here it is. I could have just gone past it. You right. Know, but right. Well, it's interesting. It'll be interesting for him to be, the really the only one in your family to have gifts yeah. as his love language yeah. and my love language. And we've, we talked about this probably almost a year ago. Cause I remember you saying that Noah, I don't know, maybe it was this, year was going to get you a PS five. Oh yeah. But it yet, was back in July. Okay. Yeah. But last year you got, maybe you had stuff in your Amazon cart and was said something to Lori about getting it and then you ended up getting it yourself and so you got Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> yes. that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. But my love language is quality time. Mm. You spend time with me and I spend if I give you my time that's uh it's just my big so so being with somebody whose love language is quality time, it's the best thing <laughs> ever. Right. Ever. What is Lori's love language? Uh, acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah, and it uh, man, it's so easy to forget that. Like it's easy. It's great to receive it, right? Mm-hmm. It's acts of service. Yeah. Um, it's, and so is Noah's like, so he went out with me to do some hunting stuff mm-hmm. earlier today, like prep stuff, mm-hmm. help me build some things the other night. And, uh, uh, with Lori, it's, it's the same kind of thing. So I have to try to remember beyond just the need of it. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like when you're doing something, the simple things, right. um, I do my own laundry anyway, so it doesn't matter, but like mopping the floor, mm-hmm. um, because acts of service is her love language, it's also somewhat taken for granted, not yeah. in a mean way, yeah. but like she doesn't say, oh my gosh, you mopped the floor. Right. And that's okay. I don't, I mopped the floor for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> my I, feet were sticky to yeah, it. I like to mop the floor. I don't like to mop. I like a mopped floor. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is that she's acts of service. And so what happens is um, probably the biggest example of it is when we're eating together, like in a big group, mm-hmm. she'll often go get my plate. Of food and like for some people they might look at that and say he's lazy why don't you go get your own you, stuff or you've trained her right it, right yeah, yeah we get, I get those comments that, a lot uh-huh. you know but yeah. the re- and and there are times on purpose I will get hers I mean they're few and far yeah. between to be honest <laughs> but mm-hmm. but when I'm doing it it's literally because I want her to know that I yeah. care about yeah. her and you know anyway. well acts of service isn't necessarily one of mine but it's my mom's mm. my i think my mom's love language is acts of service and she is a server like one of her giftings is she serves and so i think just by proxy i picked up on that mm-hmm. and because if somebody does something for me i say thank you and but it's not that they communicate like adam opens my door for me every time mm-hmm. every time i get in the car he opens my door. In fact, I've been scolded, you know, like, Oh, I don't, I'm like, but I'm, I say thank you every time. And my mom, I think I've just been groomed to just see a need and fill it Mm -hmm. or pay attention to the little things. Love is in the details. So, but Jared's, 
I would say Jared's love language is acts of service. I can see that. Mm-hmm. He, it, well, he's a lot like Noah in that too. Yep, a yeah. lot like Noah. And I think Jax is all five of them. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. There's something about the third kid. You're just kind of like, you're everything. You're everything. You're everything. And I don't even, and then complex, I just give up. In a complex way, up. not an easy, cool way. Like, in a very complex, what am I going to do kind of way. And I'm tired. And you right. can just, that is like the argument on the table now with the older two is... I'm a different mom, and, and oh, you would, yeah. I'm like, you're right. That's you're factually right. true. You can't undo that. I can't. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have, like, with Jake, I'm aware. I'm so I'm self-aware. I'm super aware of it. Yeah. Super aware of it. And I can't fix it. No. There, it and just I don't is. want to. Well, I do, but I don't. it's too late. It's, he's 18. Damage it's is done too much. From, well, yeah. For you, the damage is way done. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> my job as a parent, I mean, he's 18, is over. It's never finished. Right, but right. It's, over to a degree. I mean, he's still in my house. It's part so one. Like, yes. Part one is right. over. Now we're going to see how well I did. <laughs> yeah. Man, I and tread, a lightly, now I'm a low tread lightly on that one. I'm telling you what, I, you know, I was talking to somebody, somebody on one of my podcasts and I said, uh, well, I know I, I'll just won't say who it is because a lot of people listen to probably uh-huh. know, but I, I just said, like, I've real, I've come to this position in my life, right or wrong, mm-hmm. where and it's a 180 from what I used to believe, but kids are like 5% a product of their parents. <laughs> and I say that because of Gabe and Noah, yeah. you know, being so close together and being so radically different. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a wonderful two edged sword. First off, it kind of indemnifies you a little bit yeah. from massive responsibility of, of what your kids do. Mm-hmm. Of course, not legally, but right. <laughs> it doesn't absolve you of any of that right. uh, before they're 18. But but as they grow up, it's just the other thing it does is when they do well, you don't take credit for Mm-mm. that. And this is the thing, you know, Gabe started working at the Thunder, which yes. has been what I did for 12 years, 13, however long. And uh, it's funny because he'll call me still like he'll call me and ask questions and, mm-hmm. you know, different things. But like he, when things go wrong every once in a while, and he's rarely done this in any other avenue of life, but he said, I feel like um, they would have treated me differently if I wasn't your son in, mm. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And uh, just his um, things that he's owned up to, like he made a mistake and they didn't come down as hard on him. Right. As, and I said, Gabe, here's the deal. Probably the first time, yes. Every time after that's you. Yeah. Because once you're there, well, like, like right now, nothing, nothing has anything to do with me. It's yeah. all He's on him. his own now. And mm-hmm. that's why I tried to explain it. It was like, man, no, you are you. Mm-hmm. And, and you have built equity with people. Mm-hmm. And I think this is important for parents to grab for I two reasons. One, you, you're not responsible. And also you're not responsible. responsible. Mm-hmm. So don't act like you made this great thing. Mm-mm. No, you didn't. Yeah. They're, they're who they are because God made them that. way and they embrace that yep i remember when i think it was when jared was born that scripture that says you know raise your children according to their way they should go in the way they should go according to their bent and their gifting and i really tried to do that because jared i'm so glad it says that i didn't know Mm -hmm. that but that's been my belief it is it was my (laughs) it really wasn't my belief until jared was born because i had two kids that were so different different. and one's a girl one's a boy they're seven years apart she was very easy and laid back he was a boy so it was go outside it was throw the ball it was you know break things and (laughs) and like relating to each of them Mm -hmm. was so different and i heard that scripture and i became a student of who they were and then Jax was born and then yet you're becoming a student of a third one who the standard 
was the same, but how we applied the standard and the rules were the same, but how they applied were different. <laughs> and then right. like even now, so all three of them, you know, Daniel's 30, Jared's 23, Jax is 18. You know, Jax is at that point to where he's getting, a, he, he's getting a job. He knows he wants to get a job. And it's that weird, you know, not really out of the nest because he's still living at home, but mm-hmm. it's that big, the probably the biggest independent step that they can take to being their own person. Yeah. And he's scared. And I, I find myself going, did I do something wrong? Did I do something right? You know, <laughs> how could just go get a job? I worked when I was 14, but I had to, right. you know, I had, I had to, and him realizing, no, this is what you are going to do. So getting a job outside of me, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to get you a job. I'm not going to go get the application. You can do it. Everything that has been put in you, so since birth till now mm-hmm. is going to help you in this next season. It's just kind of learning to fly without the autopilot on, right. you know, you can do this, you can. And so he's like, well, I don't know. I don't, I, uh, we've talked about working. It's harder for a boy to go find work. I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't have, a girl. We have boys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a girl can go work. At I Target. give him no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> I told Jake, he just turned 11. I said, you know what this means, right? You're going to have to go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but boys only can do like, I don't see Jack's working at Hobby Lobby or. Dude, though, you know what, though? They should. I, you I know agree what? with you, but I, I just have, don't see him I'm doing that. I'm telling you, here's a career that I absolutely thought about. Yeah. Mary Kay rep. <laughs> what the? No, seriously. <laughs> I will tell you exactly how. And, and I wouldn't do this because it's... Did you pink Cadillac? No. I, I can, couldn't seat. care less. I just thought, you know what? It, I'm not... I mean, here's, here was my thought process. And I think this is true for almost any dude, right? Uh-huh. Because women struggle with self-image. Yes. Right? I mean, they, they wear makeup, isn't that the yes. crux of it, right? Right. So so I thought, well, I mean, all I got to do is do a makeover and go, man, pardon me for saying this, but you look stunning. Boom. Just sold it all. <laughs> I would love to see you apply makeup. Hey, I don't, here's what I, 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 I think I do well. I think I do. I don't know that, but I love to paint stuff. You know you that. Do, you I know. love to paint. Lori's mm-hmm. talked about trying to get me to do her nails. And I just yeah, haven't yet. But yeah. but the point is, I think guys could get a you bunch know, okay, of different Okay, so I, I was over here kind of like resisting, but. Uh-oh, here it goes. No, so, I, but I'm, I'm actually shifting. Because oh, okay. I can see, so I wear extensions, no secret. We've talked about that. Yeah, well, I had to do. Well, we well, talked now, about now it. I, see him. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't go off telling everybody, but okay. I said it alive. Yeah, it's, it's real now. They're sewn in. I do sewn in extensions. Blows my mind. Had no idea. You didn't. And I've had <laughs> no them for idea. 10 years. And I would tell anybody, anytime you see me, I've had them in. Whether it's been the gym, the park, the pool, the lake, yeah. I've had them in. That's crazy. The lake? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I can't. I, it's hard for me to mm-hmm. fathom. But anyway, go ahead. But anyway, so I ha- I had to take these out, and they're sewn in. So there's beads, and you, I, I have them sewn in. And so I had to take them out because I was getting a new set of hair. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like you do. And I was going to have them reinstalled. <laughs> Installed. I know. It's hilarious. Do you, did you have them rotate your tires at the same time? <laughs> well, that would be a great service. <laughs> rotate your tires and have your hair extensions yeah. put in. Anyway, I say all that to say, I wanted to save time. So I said to Adam, I said, you think you can take these out of my hair? <laughs> so <laughs> he did. He man, did. Adam. We clipped him up. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. I know. That's good stuff. I was like, I think you could highlight my hair. 
sure. I think you could, if I just tell you, this is what we're going to do. I think he could do it. I think he would do it. Yeah. So, okay. He seems like an acts of service person too. Acts of service. I mean, that it would be high. Yeah. yeah. He, he is such a good sport. Yeah. Willing to step in, do whatever he can, you know, cook whatever he can. It's <laughs> kind of funny, <laughs> but it's. Yeah, good sport guy. And he did. We got him out. And um, he now you have new hair in. Now right? I got new hair. Okay. He didn't reinstall these. That's okay. a little bit more uh, labor intensive. But um, I would imagine there's got to be a level of skill involved in There it is too. some skill. It's more than just you don't sew them to my scalp. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of assumed that. Maybe I shouldn't have. Is there some form that you do? But I get where guys I think Mike could do a better job at some of these services yeah. because when I first started doing hair, I worked for a guy with him. I didn't work for him, but I did a lot of shampooing for mm. him. Um, his name is Richard Porterfield. Great guy. And um, I remember watching him, and I like he would. I would look at his book. When he was blow-drying the client in his chair, I went and got the next client that was waiting and got them shampooed mm. for him. And he had such a diverse clientele. I mean, mm. it was so broad. And what I recognized was... In my line of work, a lot of my clients at that time tend to look like me. They were about my age, kind of yeah. had at the time I had shorter, remember I had shorter, blonder, mm-hmm. spikier hair. I just assumed you grew it out, <laughs> but yeah. I sewed it in. Apparently. <laughs> no, it's, it is Why long Why didn't naturally. you tell me about this? I've been on this long haul forever trying to get this hair to grow back out. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a lion's mane happening here, yeah. and all I could have done is had you sewn it in. I know, but that's Jesus. probably one of the conversations I'm going to take up with God is, why did you give men better hair than women? I see Samson. so I know that's I know. the answer right there, but back to Richard. Yeah. So I, what I recognized is a man really can tailor their, to their clientele. They listen and they give them what they want. Richard had a big, vast variety of clientele. Really when they sat in my chair, I kind of pushed them this way. Cause this is what I could do. This was, mm. was my niche I can handle. And a lot of them, not all of them looked like me, my age had short blonde hair and, so I think a man has a little bit more less mm. agenda, less identifying to the person. See, I would think them. it's the total opposite of that. I, not from my experience. It's and maybe, been, and maybe it's it's uh, the platform, right? So, yeah. like, it, you know, for me, I've always trained women to run sound. You have, as opposed to men, and yeah. it's very intentional. Incredibly sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. Um, is it how we hear? It, two things. This part's just factual. Mm-hmm. Women physiologically have better hearing. It, fundamentally, it's better. So every, listen better. You, you listen mm-hmm. better and you can multitask better and running sound in it for a band mm-hmm. or anything requires the same skill set as multitasking. You may be doing one job, but mm-hmm. you're listening to a bunch of channels at one time and trying to bring them together. Interesting. And so that those two are big, big advantages. But for me, the biggest thing those were good. But the biggest thing was most guys, they don't want to follow instructions. I mean, right. There's, there's pride wrapped up in it. And so if I want consistency, if I want to have four people run sound mm-hmm. and I need, want it to be consistent, then I need to train four women who've never ran sound before hmm. because now they're going to do it the way they're trained and they'll work within the boundaries way better. Like right. it's not that they have to do it the same way. It's just, here are your boundaries. Men go, well, I'm going to do what I want. I want more bass. I want more. Right. They're going to do what they want yeah. to do. And, and so subsequently the sound's less consistent. So in my, that's why I say thinking about it in those terms, I'm like, well, 
I would think a guy's going to be like, I'm going to do what I want with your hair. <laughs> and maybe that's what so maybe he did, but mm-hmm. I just saw he he really listened to his clientele and really tailored for what they mm-hmm. wanted. I And a lot of the women's stylists, and, it, and this was all before I came back the second time in 2016. Now it's different, mm-hmm. and I'm a totally different person. But that then, yeah, a lot of my clients look the same. But do you remember back when, like the 90s, when you'd get the big stereo systems and they would have that... The, the things that you move to make the sound. Yeah, it's called. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I do I, know I what that is. I want to say a word, but I don't know if it's right. <laughs> the things that, yeah, okay, is it say called the, the word. equalizer? Good job. Is that it? That is okay. what it is. This is how I did it. <laughs> uh, I would just move it to where it looked like, like that. A, oh, like a wave? Yeah. And it sounded terrible. Should well, it? I don't know. I would push it all down. And then I would. Just, you just made a design out did. of it. I didn't know how so, to hear uh, anything. <laughs> yeah, you never the, were trained around sound for nope, me. Where you? Nope. No, and the speakers yeah. were, you know, that big. Well, I mean, there were pluses and minuses to what you did. It kind of <laughs> depends on what you moved, I suppose. But so, yeah, the, there's a thing that we the industry calls the California curve, and oh. what you would typically do is on a. a graphic equalizer which Uh is what that's called you would you would do a v-shape ah and so what it does is it cuts the frequencies in the middle range low mids okay and it accentuates the highs and the lows okay well no i just so you do that if depending on where your wave was (laughs) it would have been the opposite of that you'd be like oh it's am radio all the time yeah i I just so i never ever thought i was good i'm a good listener yeah but not I don't think I would hear tones and notes that well, that well. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, not to dive too far in the weeds of training <laughs> sound people, but typically what I do is I, I just, I will sit down with somebody and we'll listen to music and mm-hmm. I'll say, tell me what you hear. Okay, I hear words always. Good. I'm a word person and that's one of the questions that's I ask fine. a lot of people. Do you hear, well, you're a musician, I mean, you hear music. When well, you- uh, I I pay attention to the music more than the lyrics of a song. Do you? At the start, mm-hmm. the lyrics are, of course, the most meaningful part of the song in terms of a worship words of affirmation guy, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, um, and I do appreciate them. But I, mm-hmm. I love a melody. I mean, yeah. melody is so important to me, mm-hmm. and I, I love hearing a good melody. And and uh, there's so many songs. Like, I think that's why my taste is so diverse because mm-hmm. melodies are across every genre. It doesn't really matter. What would be your favorite praise and worship song? Do you have one? Uh, no. No, you know, I don't really. Mine is, and I always go back to it. And I love <clears throat> lots of different praise and worship songs. There's so many out there. Mm-hmm. I love the new stuff that Furtick has put out, the Old Church Basement and Hillsong. Dude, and I'm telling you what, I'm loving Old Church Basement right now. It makes me cry when I hear it because, mm-hmm. I mean, I From lived it. From where we, oh, and that's my the, gosh. That's the deal, mm-hmm. dude. Like, that song lyrically... Even it covers the same songs that I was, I mean, it I was know. like, yeah, when I was 16 in the, mm-hmm. it wasn't a basement because we live in the South, but you know. It was, it was a smaller, more intimate small space, yeah. space. And the idea that his buddy gets an old cheap guitar, yeah. you know, yep. I don't know. It's just really cool. But the one I always go back to is I'm coming back to the heart, heart of worship, worship. Yeah. with Jeremy and Lori. <laughs> singing it. It's the one I always hear in my head. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. one of my all time favorites. Yeah, um, I like that. You know, I, I joked the other day because I've been leading worship now for about a year at a mm-hmm. uh, church and more. And um, 
I told Lori the other day, I said, I think I'm going to pull out as the deer. <laughs> and oh then my gosh. this is the thing. Did you do it? No, but here's the funny thing. It was full on joking. And then she said, well, they just redid it. Like somebody's got an as the deer version out, like, like a really? Lauren Daigle or somebody like that. <gasps> I don't remember who said it may have been yeah. Lauren Daigle, but I'm like, you're kidding me. She's like, no. I'm like, well, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> I just ruined everything for me. Oh, I need but, to hear you know. that. Well, it's just weird. That was the great altar call It was the song. song. This was the thing. For those of anybody who is under the age of 40 has no idea yeah. probably what I'm talking about. But this song, song, I remember the first time it is. It is mm-hmm. a song. Because there was this window of time from like in the 80s where music was transitioning from from at church was going from hymns to choruses yeah. but one of the prerequisites is that it had to be scriptural, scriptural. like hardcore had to mm-hmm. and so a lot of psalms got turned into songs and that's mm-hmm. why we have a lot of the jewish sounding music mm-hmm. that, from that time frame mm-hmm. and so that one i remember because you had to report to ccli mm-hmm. every like 18 months or something which is the, the um christian cop- copyright right, licensing yeah. incorporation yeah and that's what allows you to pay. For those of you who don't know, every worship song in your church, you have to pay, you have to, to, pay do. to use. Yes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's not a lot, but anyway. Right. Um, so you report the songs that you're playing. And I remember the top song for years was, was As, As the, the Deer. Deer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is so weird. I remember one time leading prison worship. I wasn't leading prison worship. I was just, you know how you'd have like, like two people had to share a mic. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to sing out on As the Deer. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. It was in youth. Wow. We were called the lifeguards. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was a lifeguard. Uh-huh. For, well, you did worship. I did worship for Maybe. the lifeguards. It was after you I were I probably done. would have been before You were a year, that. You're a year mm-hmm. older than me, if I'm <clears throat> remembering right. Yeah, I'm right? 47, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I about just blurted it out. Now I just oh yeah, you're close. We're close in. I'll be a little older in February, and then you'll catch up in July. So, oh, wow. but I, I love as the deer, and then um, as church evolution began to happen, shout to the Lord still yeah, still me. does it for me, and it's they always say and. Of course, when I heard this, I was too young to even recognize it. But do you remember when churches started leaving from hymns and going to the older crowd got really frustrated? <laughs> yeah, that was how my career started. Yes, my my job was, my request was, we need you to take us from hymns to choruses. And I'm like, you're hiring a 20-year-old. We're just gonna do you realize everybody off. how many people are going to want me dead? But yeah. okay. But I now am in the space to where some of those songs... As the deer, mm-hmm. um, heart of worship, um, shout to the Lord is when I feel the closest to God. Yeah. Is you can put those on and they go right back to that moment. I I can get into the heart of the Father the quickest with those old songs. Now, the new songs just the same. I mean, yeah. I, I was as a leader, you had to give grace and space for the new to come in. But then going back to the old church basement, yeah. And being able to remember what that was like mm-hmm. and realizing, I think we did get caught up in a time where all the lights and the pomp and pageantry and everything Dude. became the focus. That's where, where mm-hmm. that word rest, for those of you who've heard that that uh, podcast. I mean, that's 
that came out of me and my reformation out of that mindset mm-hmm. of lights and, and cause none of those are bad, mm-hmm. right? Just like the song says, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's not bad. It's just, this was the, that was the focus. Mm-hmm. It was performance it was. and it always rang wrong to me. Like it, it never felt right. And, and I remember having to fight past the assumption, you know, people mm-hmm. would come up to me after they'd been at the church for a couple of weeks and they'd say, man, when you, when I first came, I just thought you were performing, but I really see your heart. And I remember being so irritated with having to work past the lights mm-hmm. to, they now became your competition. Exactly. Of an assistant. And, and yeah. so now I'm like, man, this is not who I am. And, you know, obviously if I had a moment where I could speak a little bit before, mm-hmm. so, you know, I never talked a whole lot, right. but, um, I don't know I, it, all of that, but I, I just I thought of a couple songs when you're talking that yeah. really do that to me. When the, when you're talking about stuff from like the '90s, mm-hmm. for example, uh, Daryl Evans' music, almost all of it, but Refuge. I mean, I <gasps> sang Refuge forever, you right? Did. And Gabe mm-hmm. now he that's does almost he his it? go-to. He sings Refuge all the time. Mm, I love that. One. And so, like, I love that song. I can sit down and play that. But one of my favorite songs to play, and I'll do this with Lori. But I can sing with her on it. It's a yeah. girl song. It's really high, but it feels, it's just the right spot. Mm-hmm. But we dance. Have you heard that one? Yes. It's great to play. Mm-hmm. Like it feels so good to play yes. and to sing it with Lori in like a, a duet style. So fun. That song last year, really, God really highlighted mm-hmm. that song for me. Because it took me to this really sweet, intimate, delicate spot with the father. Mm-hmm. Because I was probably in some of my most loneliest days. And when I, I don't know how that song, I don't know. I don't remember if I, if I had some time, I could think about how he highlighted it. But what, when I heard it, the picture I saw in my mind was one of my favorite movies is you've got mail mm. with Meg Ryan and, and Tom. <laughs> I will not admit that I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But where she's closing down the shop around the corner, her bookstore mm-hmm. and it was her mom's. And she's walking out the door because the big bookstore, Fox Books, has taken over. Tom Hanks's. Tom Hanks's mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Spoiler yeah. alert yeah, for sorry. this 25-year-old movie, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. And she's standing at the door, and she's about ready to flip the light off. And she sees her mom and her mm. dancing and twirling because her mm-hmm. mom has passed away. And, right. and she's selling her mom's, or she's having to close her mom's. When I, when I heard that song, that's the picture that God brought to my mind. Mm. And I, it, I, it has always stuck with me. That doesn't no matter where I'm at, what I'm doing, I can dance. You know what? I just realized this sucks so bad. What? Now we have video. I can't like, you can't cry. I can't cry without <laughs> like people seeing it. I know. It's weird. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. Cause so, usually I can just kind of keep it together <laughs> for the words and then wipe mm-hmm. a tear. It's a beautiful song. I highly suggest yeah. you go listen to that. Do you have a word for next year? Do you do that? I know your word is rest. Your life word is rest. <laughs> I just shared this with Noah like two days ago. Did you? I said, you know how my message <laughs> for like 12 years has been rest? He's like, no. <laughs> Did he really I'm, say that? Was yes, he kidding? No. It's, cause it, it's like, why would he? I started thinking back. Why would he? Like, yeah. it's a conversation with me and Lori yeah. before bed. It's a, you know, not even messages. Sidebar coffee conversation. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's at mm-hmm. sta- in staff meetings yeah. with staff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but I was telling him and I said, you know that your name in Hebrew means rest. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, this is significant to me, but I understand why it's huge. not to you. But anyway, as far as the word, I don't, I don't have a word except I will say 
um, you know, we talked about this. I don't remember if it was on a podcast Top or not. Top of this year, I always about typically. The, well, and you, you mentioned the 2022 thing. Yes. And we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, um, you know, we think in terms of big round numbers. We think in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, January 1st. Is, mm-hmm. And there's nothing magical about January mm-hmm. 1st except our mentality. Right. Uh, but, man, I don't, I really, the word that keeps coming to my mind, and this is a first, it's like happening now, and I can't, it's deluge. And I just keep hearing this word, and, and we talked about floodgates yep. and different things. Yep. And I uh, I don't know what's coming, um, but I, I love the anticipation of mm-hmm. it. Um, the last couple of years for me has been really uh, <laughs> just never knowing what yep. tomorrow holds. Um, I think that's maybe why I've enjoyed hunting this season for the mm-hmm. first time for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the day's going to be. Deluge. That's a that's a big word which has lots of <clears throat> it has a visual with it. Just that deluge of rain and that out. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime it rains, it's a sign of blessing. <clears throat> well, there's what I see with deluge when that picture mm-hmm. comes up is a saturation, mm-hmm. right? So like bone soaking. There, wet. yeah. If mm-hmm. you take and I, I experience sometimes when like. I'll just wash my hair. This is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll just wash my hair. I turn on the sink or the, the bathtub and just lean over there mm-hmm. and wash my hair. Um, <laughs> such a weird thing to talk <laughs> about right now. Anyway, uh, you know. I'm with you. I'm a visual dude. It's happening. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'll grab a cup of wa- like a, a plastic cup, mm-hmm. Eskimo Joe's usually. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're the best for this. And I'll dump it over my head. Now, here's what's so interesting. I'm, I do this four or five times, yet my hair is still not fully wet. Mm-hmm. Because it's not saturated. Right. You know, and so, and I'm giving this picture because I really want people to understand. Mm-hmm. So when I hear a deluge, it's, it's like, it's like your head has been held underwater mm. for like 20 minutes. You can breathe, but, <laughs> but your hair, so it's <clears throat> saturated. It's not, um, just kind of splashing off. Right. Yeah. And so this, this is what I see coming into 2022 for, mm. for me is a saturation that it's just, so, it's like a sponge, like a, you know, we said tile work done and the tile sponges hold so much water. Right. It's insane. Like you think you've wrung it out and it's not wrung yeah. out. Um, so, so that's where, when the deluge creates the saturation. Yep. And so it's, it is a phase. It works its way down. That's going to be fun to watch because I, I, I typically have conversations with certain ones who do this and I remember their word and at the end of the year mm, there's a reflecting back it. yeah and my year word for this year is beautiful and I can reflect back and see the brutal and the beautiful out of all of it even with all the grief but I've been asking God I started asking God okay God what do you want me to have what word do you want me to have for next year and I feel like I've landed on it and <clears throat> and it's kind of funny I was just talking to Jason Abshire this morning and I said we were talking about this and I said I think I have it and it's weird it's a weird one. And I think it's father. Mm. I think it's father. And, and then of course one could say, well, it's because of all the stuff that's happening. But when I sit in that and there's different things that have happened, and of course my father passed away on the 12th of November, but we're honoring his life on January 2nd. Right. Get this January 2nd at two o'clock in the afternoon in the year 2022. Mm. I know there's something there. I know there's something there. And and I'm going to dig because I feel it. I feel like there's some great revelation there. But it would be the first time for me to speak publicly in years mm-hmm. about my father. Mm-hmm. And 
on December 16th of last year, and I'll share this at his service, which will be at the Rock Church on, it's a Sunday at two o'clock. And um, my dad, I'll read, and I, well, I posted about it. It's on my uh, Facebook, Brutal Life page, about my dad just basically called me and said, hey, I just asked God, he needed to give you a word. And he, I'll, I'll go into detail on, on that service, but it was, I titled that blog when your father speaks through your dad <clears throat> and how my dad's service is, is being, is being lined out and laid out. I'm hearing the father very clearly, not how to do the service, but mm-hmm. you know, and then I look back and I, and I've lost three very important men in my life. You know, my father-in-law at the time, my ex-husband, and then my dad. And then my children lost their father. And then there's some close people in me who are dealing with father struggles. And and I don't know what God's going to do, but I feel like, I feel like that's my word. And of course, it can change and it can mushroom and grow and bloom. But um, I hope I'm not wrong. And <laughs> well, but for me to be speaking for the first time, Again, in and I'm not speaking, I'm not delivering a message, but speaking about my father mm-hmm. is um, going to be on January second of this year, the pin, the top of this year. So I'm excited about Groundhog Day this year. Me too. It's my birthday. It, <laughs> February second. Yes. Why didn't I? February second. Twenty twenty. Second month. Two, 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 two. two. I know. I'm going to have a dinner. That's my birthday. I'm going to, well, I guess we have to, we have to have dinner. We will have birthday. So we're going to have, I, I just am thinking like, that's my, that's my jam. So I'm going to have crazy. It's my birthday. You know, What's happening here? I don't know. It's weird. I love my birthday. You know this. I know. And now I'm like, wow, well, it's your it's birthday. It's such a great know. day. I will will it to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll celebrate your birthday. All right. Okay. I wonder what will happen on, on February 2nd. 2022 at 2.22 in the afternoon. Uh, the end of the world. Obviously. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Scatter shooting. We cover all of this. I need to be, we need to be on there for Groundhog's Day. Oh my gosh. Well, I am going to love the video casting come next year. We'll, I'm hoping everybody I have will do the video. Well, I'm just doing it. Well, here, well, yeah, we're doing video. Doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have a choice. No, I'm just we're telling doing you. It. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. Like, you know, I was thinking about this. I started growing my hair out. When was it? Uh, like Aprilish? Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. from a buzz cut. From a buzz mm-hmm. cut. And so, you know, I've talked about this, but nobody knows. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking about this today because I I don't see a lot of people who like on the regular, right. and I don't post pictures of myself right. on Facebook, right? right? So I'm like, people see me, and I forget. They're like, "What is up? You have hair?" hair well, I remember the very first podcast I did with you on November the 11th, we got to talking about me raising ostriches yeah. and you laughed and you said, if people could see you. Uh, exactly. Because of your, you had all your prints it look on. Like it, I know. I, I'm like, this you girl raised ostriches, Weird. but I had more, uh, Facebook friend requests from that. I think that comic, because they wanted to see, because you even said we need to post a picture. I know. That's really, is like, I don't really, I just want to see what this what person she looks look like. like. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. And I intentionally didn't like Miranda over there like, trying to <laughs> <laughs> raise ostriches. Come 
darling. I need to get oh your eggs gosh. and feather for you. Oh, oh she Lord. made their debut. And, uh, I know. It just happens. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and I know people have been wondering, I wonder what she looks like when she goes into that, that New Yorker voice. That's it. This is, and this is I'm, like my... I'm highlighting <laughs> it right there. <laughs> and I and for some reason, she smokes a whole lot. You she know? does smoke she a does. lot. She never puts the tears. It's just all out it's here. Just always, maybe she doesn't smoke at all. Maybe she's it's just... All she's, an all, she's a retired <laughs> smoker. That's what it is. That's right. So <laughs> she's... So it's it's just the habit to hold it out. Yeah. She just kind of... Yeah. Anyway, love you. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. I hope in all this obscurity something stuck but share this podcast there are other amazing podcasts under the stream grace network and i love you and i'll see you next time